0: This one I wanna get right into. This is another long overdue, um, not just anthology movie, not just horror movie, some could consider it a horror comedy, but just a movie, you know, I don't wanna talk too much in the intro about how socially relevant this movie hits, uh, especially today, because I feel like I wanna save that for the rating, I don't wanna, you know, blow the load too fast here praising this film, but there's a reason that I picked this movie. Um and, and shout out to, first of all, first and foremost, I'll get to why I almost decided not to do this, but before I do that, gotta shout out my boy Draco Maze, man. Make sure y'all give him a follow on Instagram and definitely on TikTok where he does his movie reviews and reactions and things of that nature. He does his like unboxings and his haul and things like that. So big shout out to Draco, man. Um he had picked this movie. I had put a post up on Instagram, and I was like, "Which black horror movie should I do?" And I had a couple picks up there, but I also got a shout out. Um, Random horror show. She had picked, uh, I think, Ganja and Hess, and I got to shout out. Be kind, rewind. She had picked Attack the Block. And what I was going to do initially, I was going to, you know, I was going <laughs> to play the Jeopardy music in the background. I think I did this uh, like a couple years ago in December, and I ended up picking like Silent Night. Deadly Night 3 or some shit, which was... a Fuck, man, that was... That's PTSD, Vietnam flashback type of commentary right there. It was awful. But I was gonna play the Jeopardy music, ball up the pieces of paper, shake them around in the hat, and pick one out at random. But I said, I... It's no way I can miss out on the opportunity to do Tales from the Hood. And that's not to say that I won't eventually do Ganja and Hess and do Attack the Block. Like, this ain't just, you know, Black History Month. We can do black commentary and content in general all year round. Man, that shit doesn't make a difference to me because the black content will be in here regardless. But I told myself there's no way I can miss the opportunity to to do this commentary today and to get it out to y'all tomorrow. It is Thursday, so I plan on giving this uh, to y'all tomorrow, probably tomorrow morning at at the earliest man but there is um there's a reason i picked this man now i did make it my business i went as far as to make a post and i said i was not going to be doing for black history month i wasn't doing no struggle no struggle porn movies, man. And when I say struggle porn, I'm talking about the hood movies where we're just shooting each other and selling drugs. I'm talking about the slave biopics where we play the peasants, the butlers, the servants. You know, where we're just used as props in the background and just all of our stereotypes are played up against us. And you know, I did not want to. I wanted my narrative to stay strong this month, uh, for sure, man. I thought that that was something that I, I, I really wanted to stand on. And while this is like a hood movie i think the social relevance outweighs the fact that you know the social relevance of this movie and how it holds up today more now than it ever has you know way more than when it came out i think that that overshadows the fact that this is a hood movie and obviously we're talking about tales from the hood people now i don't know where anybody ranks this but this is up there for me i i I low-key feel like this is up there with me for like creep show with creep show creepshow 2 the original tales from the crypt uh you know whatever the anthology movie that you have that you pick for your poison i feel like tales from the hood especially if you have not seen this movie it is definitely worth checking out um depending on how far you like your anthology movies to go because this shit goes to Like to comedic levels at some point in time, and they are very well aware of the comedic elements. Now it does get very heavy handed, especially in the last segment. It is very heavy handed. And that last segment in particular is one of the reasons I didn't want to include this in this month's commentary, but I feel like the way that the world is today And the message that they're trying to get across, um, it it is very heavy-handed, but it's very relevant, man. They check a lot of boxes in this movie, man. So again, I have to give credit to Draco Mays for picking this movie. I think uh he actually reviewed this um not too long ago, man. I think I think I saw that in my um, you know, in my feed on TikTok where he reviewed this. I'm not sure exactly what he you know what his rating was for this movie, but again, y'all can go check out his page on TikTok and make sure y'all give him a follow but tales from the hood man i remember seeing this as a kid scared the dog shit out of me man on so many different levels there's one character who's probably you know scarier than any of the other supernatural shit that this movie has to offer to us but this is one of those things where two creative minds come together and magic happens For me, I'm sorry, this may be blasphemous to some people, especially the horror purists out there. The fact that Rusty Cundiaf, I don't know if I'm saying his last name wrong or not, Rusty Cundiff who um, actually is a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania native, man. P.A., stand the fuck up. And he's a Sag. So I definitely need this guy on the show, man. I really feel like I sent him a a DM or something years ago, and I just never got a response. But sir, if you are on social media or whatever, if you just so happen to come across this commentary, P.A., we got to stick together, man. You know, Pennsylvania natives and the creatives, bars gotta stick together man so we i was about to say we but yeah of course we the listeners everybody we need you on the show for an interview man i would love to get this guy's take on the you know his thought process and the creative process so that went into making this movie but i'm putting this collaboration with him and darren scott I'll, I'll get into something darren scott has done that i had no no idea he directed this until last year or at least i i did and it kind of slipped my mind but rusty Cundiev and darren scott getting together um, to write and direct this film, it's, it's very equivalent to, you know, I, and like I said, this may be blasphemous, I don't care, this is just my opinion, it's like when George A. Romero and Stephen King got together for Creepshow, it's like when Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino got together for Grindhouse, you know what I'm saying, um, these two guys, um, who are, you know, the the, the, the I don't know, what the what the motivation was for this but they got together and created a classic you know i don't even think this is considered a cult classic i'll go as far as to say this is a classic film in the genre and in the black community for sure man this 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 movie made a lot of waves back then man i remember the trailers i remember the tv spots i remember seeing it on vhs for the first time and i just remember the overall impact it had it was you know word of mouth was crazy back then and everybody was talking about this movie rusty cundieth though um he has you know he's not only an actor but i'm about to go to like some of his directing credits right now because he was an actor he played um Tisha Campbell's love interest in the movie sprung that's like an underrated black comedy if y'all have not seen it that shit is wild but he got his start as a music video director and I think his first feature film was a uh, fear of a black hat but I had no idea he had did an episode of clueless I didn't know he did an episode of the Bernie Mac show 25 episodes of the Chappelle show um you know 21 episodes of Wanda Sykes show he did um he did a, he directed a segment in movie 43 he directed three episodes of second generation Wayans let me say something about that right there it is a fucking heinous crime that second generation wins first of all it shouldn't have been on BET to begin with. It deserved a better network. I'm sorry. I don't we I don't even think black people own BET at this point, man. I don't know what's going on with that and the bidding rights for it or whatever the fuck, but Second Generation Wayans deserved more than one season and it did not deserve all the like the way people slept on it and then overall just just didn't respond to it well. I hated that for that show, man. That was one of my favorite shows and I was a little late I, I was a little late to the party with that show, man. I was so mad that they didn't continue on with that shit, man. But he's had his hand in a lot of shit, man. His partner here, however, who helped him write the script, Darren Scott. Darren Scott, I you know, he produced Minister Society, but I had no I idea that this was the director of you know one of my favorite and underrated hood movies. It was actually his um directorial debut. Caught Up and Caught Up's got Bokeem Woodbine and Basil Wallace and uh, I think is it is it Melinda? Williams? I don't I don't remember the chick's name who played the psychic. She was fine as hell in that movie. But Clifton Powell's in there, man. uh it, It's a really Tony Todd pops up at some point. L. Cool J and Snoop have cameos in it. It's a really solid cast, man. It's a really gritty and just dark fucking hood movie man but it is so many horror elements to it speaking of horror elements jeffrey combs is you know the reanimator is in the movie caught up if y'all have not seen it and y'all are into um you know the hood movies bokeem Woodbine does a pretty good job in that film man uh i'm looking at darren scott's the rest of his credits here i did not um know that he directed my man directed house party Five. <sighs> I won't hold that against him, because uh, you you still have writing credits and Tales from the Hood, so that's what counts, and you directed uh, Caught Up, but I did not know he directed Deep Blue Sea 2, I, I, I saw Deep Blue Sea 2, I did, uh, I, I'm i not even gonna lie, I'm not gonna sugarcoat the shit, y'all know I'm gonna keep it a bean like I always do, I wish I hadn't, I'm not a fan of that movie, man, but I am a fan of this one, and I will give credit to rusty kundiev and darren scott where need be and also i think this was either produced or executive produced by spike lee so getting a seal of approval um for a horror anthology that's for the culture but you know getting a seal of approval from spike lee that was major especially in the 90s when did this come out 95 when spike lee was on. like man i mean it's not like he stopped being relevant but spike at the time it's just like he was he was becoming a much different force in nature man but the cast in here, stacked. Top to fucking bottom, man. You got the late, great Clarence Williams III playing Mr. Sims here. He is absolutely fantastic in this movie. Corbin Bernson, Joe Torre, DeAndre Bonds. I just was singing DeAndre Bonds praises um, and saying how he terrified me in Snowfall. I was just doing commentary for The Wood. Y'all can check that out if y'all want. Samuel Monroe Jr., who's in here. And this motherfucker, he's, he's, like, he's like the black Michael Rapaport where I don't know if I would trust him in real life because of the characters he plays. Um, because, you know, if it's this movie... He's just a hardcore gangster that's just looking for the shit. If it's the Players Club, where he's doing what he does to Ebony in there, that's, that was awful. If it's Set It Off, where he's getting Jada Pinkett's little brother killed. If it's Minister Society, where he's getting Kane killed and doing drive-by with him. I'm like, come on, man. Y'all are... Samuel Monroe Jr. is like one of the most typecast, <laughs> hilarious, interesting actors to watch on screen, man. And I know. It's nothing against the actor. It's just the roles he plays. I'm pretty sure he's well aware that, yeah, I'm about to play a character who ain't shit, but... I'm gonna make y'all love it and it's gonna be memorable. And that's what he does, man. Wings Wings Hauser is in here, Anthony Griffith is in here, Tom Wright. This movie gave Tom Wright a second horror movie icon, uh undead horror movie icon in a, in a horror anthology. Tom Wright who plays Martin Morehouse here. He actually played the hitchhiker in Creepshow 2, man, and I I like the fact that you got two to your name bruh you are doing the damn thing and you are appreciated in the horror community at least for me uh michael massey uh michael massey was fun boy in the crow he's in here dwayne whitaker david allen greer uh, brandon hammond like i said rusty cundia is an actor who is in this movie too paula jai parker who was everything at the time and also recipe shout out to lamont bentley and rosalind cash they are in this movie as well they are in one of the 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 more hard to watch segments in this movie man but we're fucking 12 minutes into this intro man this is how much i've been waiting on this people this is streaming on voodoo just in case y'all are tuning in and y'all know if y'all are tuning in y'all are the true to the reviews mvp so let's get it popping with this tales from the hood commentary people i will hit the play button in three two one i'm ready i'm ready such a soulful introduction for such a wild fucking movie i don't remember the focus logo i remember this i think this is like savoy savoy jasmine savoy brown i know i made the jasmine savoy brown joke whoa i don't know what the it was it was a little little bit of a skip people um i was about to say i know i made the the jasmine savoy brown joke is it savoy or savoy say 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 what um, but it sucks that she, we probably will never see her in another screen movie i think that's another fucking um another heinous crime man but they they'll, they'll 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 get it together It's a cool intro, man. Uh, it's I, I feel like I feel like it's the calm before the storm. who the hell is, is that I don't know who who that is rapping I, I want to say MC8 oh Christopher Young did the fu- shout out to Christopher Young man Um, for all you Hellraiser fans out there he did the score I think for at least the first one maybe the first two but whenever you hear that classic Hellraiser theme that's Christopher Young right there he's been he's done a lot of musical scores though man he is amazing i want to say he did uh, don't quote me on this i want to say he did the score for um urban legend was it man besides dead people ain't who y'all need to be worried about anyway lil mo who the fuck y'all need to be worried about who lil mo as soon as we get he shit, talking about or the, the rapper oh the the, the singer i said the rapper shout out to lil mo bus, you little bitch. now see this is the type of dude i can't even be friends with like i can't we can't even be acquaintances because who the fuck you talking to let's roll uh uh-huh. I mean I can't lie, like me, me me and my friends used to talk to each other like that all the time. We used to say way worse. We used to say a lot of shit that I I probably hey, man, uh, couldn't, shouldn't say need, on this platform. I don't know. Right. Watch your back and shit. Funny going on. Hey man, man, you got your gut, man. Yeah, I got my shit. Well if a damn motherfucker come fucking with you, you kill his ass. You understand me? <laughs> Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on, up. I'm supposed to kill something that's already dead, man. What? Yeah, I'm <laughs> He's to like, I've never been asked What's that question mean? before. <laughs> Eat like beans <laughs> Jesus, man. This said, is gonna be man. fun. Why the fuck you gonna refry some beans, man? Why not just fry that shit right the first time and get up? <laughs> Look, man, both of y'all shut the fuck up, all right? Let's just take care of this business and move on, man. Shit. Dead people. shit <laughs> why are they even friends at the end of the day like obviously Bulldog is, <laughs> is constantly irritated with them me. Oh, oh boy people I, listen <laughs> If there's a couple skips throughout this shit, my apologies because that's I think that's two that I count. I'm I'm already losing patience. I hate fucking technical difficulties, man, when I'm trying to do these commentaries for y'all. I can't stand it. Of course Anyway, Clarence Williams the third, people. man? Come on, come on, partner. Just take care of this business and move home, man. How many times he gonna say the same thing over and over? Now, where's the shit? Never mind, because he says that it, shit literally like a thousand times in this movie. Shit that you found. Oh. Damn, I should have did a... nah, I wouldn't have made it. I'd have been asleep within the first ten minutes of this movie. I would I should have said I should watch this, do a commentary for it, and play a drinking game. Take a shot every time they say shit. In this movie. You get it, we get would be right the in shit. the spittle with alcohol poison. The, <laughs> the shit. The drugs. You get the drugs, and I get the money. Okay. You now this is all new to me. I'm not a drug dealer. I'm a mortician. Clarence Williams the 3rd, he is having a ball in this role, man. He is into it. I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed in character throughout the course of this filming You know what keeps them from and decomposing. All right, Hannibal Lecter. He's like, "Hey, so what happened to him?" say, "He went see death it comes in many strange packages I and mean, I don't need be here Meanwhile he's got a package nowhere, he's got a package in the closet the that shit. just says death on it right. you get the shit need deep in the shit I've got it here. couldn't even lift it all myself i'll tell you about old clarence here along the way how just awkward and Mm -hmm. disturbing does it have to be like when you're an actor or an actress and you have to like do a scene where you are in a cast i think that is so (sighs) it It's just, I don't know. There there was an interview where Danielle Harris said that she would never, she was in, you know, in Halloween 5 where she has to get into the casket and Michael's about to kill her. She said she would never do anything like that in her adult career. And Clarence is like, huh? What? Somebody call me. I wasn't dead. I was just sleeping. Michael Massey, man. Now, I hate to. I I purposely didn't want to bring this up the moment I said Michael Massey was in this. And recipe shout out to him. I think we lost Michael Massey, too. But like I said, he played Funboy in um, The Crow. He was the guy who ran, like, a sex dungeon in Seven. I don't know if it was, a, a, like, a BDSM store or something like that. But he was in Seven. Um, he was unfortunately the actor that that fired off the the prop gun that killed brandon lee and it it wasn't his fault man it was a lot of wild shit and you know there's tons of conspiracy theories behind it but i think that is i think it's fucked up that that's something michael massey had to had to carry with him for the rest of his life man i, that, I think that's horrible no 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 rookie rookie Dwayne Whitaker, who can't get a fucking break in any horror movie he's in, he dies in this. He dies in From Dusk Till Dawn Two. He dies in Halloween Two. Oh, and he's also that creepy, uh, you know, weird motherfucker in Pulp Fiction. He's one of the two. I don't, I don't even. I can't even really. I don't want to say what he does to. Ving Rains, but he he doesn't do it, but he watches it and he's like kinda cheering it on. Insults one on one. got nothing against good cops, but I will see scum like you run out of the department. Right. The <laughs> this is rough. And then listen, his reaction of just swinging on Strom like that, fuck yeah. Be- oh. Be- oh. I think this is um. Is this strange fruit? I know it's Billie Holiday, but this was. I remember being a kid watching this scene, watching them beat the hell out of this black man, and I. It's it's not that I didn't understand it. I just couldn't believe I was seeing this on screen. You know, it's bad enough as a horror movie, but to see this this happen. That's why I said it's a lot of. It's a lot of social relevance to this movie and it checks so many boxes in the black community, man. Hey. Son of a bitch. Hey. It's not bad enough they, they they beat the fuck out of them, but you got to choke them to death too. This man is Oh, off. fuck off but this this happens you know like i don't it's no way i was about to say i don't mean to get heavy-handed here and, and and talk about certain topics but there's no way i can watch this movie and and, and stay quiet about it this is happening i'm I, you know not so much all over the world but in the united states we see this happen Way too often is too televised. Is too common. It's just too regular at this point to see black men either unjustly abused, unjustly arrested, or just flat out murdered by these cops, man. This is why I said that this movie, watching this in in twenty twenty four, is crazy. How relevant it is. And what he's about to say, what Michael Massey's about to say. Yep. Who the fuck are you the judge of? Shit, man, you got a green dick. Those two guys have been risking their asses on the street for years. You see, the fucker went for Strom's gun. Shit. Oh, no. Maybe those two guys went too far tonight. Maybe it was all a mistake. But next time, it could be you. So, you know, you don't ever roll over. And you never... A fellow officer, never he's like get the fuck off my chin bruh never break the code and this is what people mean online when they say you know it's blue back to blue you oh. know what i'm saying they don't give a fuck what color you are like especially if you black but if you ain't blue Then they don't give a shit, man. And you have a lot of cops that do that. You never break the code. You never go against the grain. You know, they will cast you out if you go against the grain. And I feel bad for a lot of a lot of the good cops out here because they there are really good, dedicated, loyal, trustworthy cops in, in the world, man. And I feel like shit like this that really happens in real life, they get looked over um they get categorized because it's like oh well y'all all all back each other so there can't be any good ones out here right that's just the thought process we have (laughs) and the fact that a lot of cops don't speak out against shit like this when it happens it makes it even worse the cops are dealing drugs (sighs) oh he doped them up oh fucking needles Mark Morehouse is like, I'm trying not to fall asleep, but I can't stop rolling over. Planted the drugs on him and all of that shit, man. This was well deserved. Like, I, you know, these little morality tales and these come up in some moments and these anthologies are so sweet to watch, man. The, the cops deserved it. And he says to Clarence at some point in time, he's like, where were you when I needed you, brother? Because he did not speak out on it. Or maybe he did speak out on it and they they threw him off the force. I'm not sure how that whole thing went, but Clarence is not a cop after this sequence. Clearly, he's not a cop. This motherfucker living in this shoebox apartment. He looked like Sean Wayne's. What is that, Dexter Jin? Oof. Jinn straight from the bottle. You better have clear just schedule unless you can, you know, unless you can get it done. I love this shot how the camera just i don't know if, if it's necessarily a trick shot but the way that it's spin- i don't know if he's spinning yeah he's spinning around and then the camera slowly spins with him it's simple but it's effective this was insane like why they, they had to have him crucified this was it was insane well I guess it's symbolism though because that's what they did they basically crucified this man's name uh, in his his death you know this guy who was a political figure he was basically like the 95 version in whatever universe that they got here he was like their version of like Malcolm X or Martin Luther King or something like that or at least trying to be he was trying to clean up the streets get rid of the dirty cops and they 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 fucked them over. Fucked this whole legacy over and people probably were like, "Oh my god, I didn't know Martin Morehouse was into that." Maybe I thought you going show. And like fly covered shit. So what? The black fly covered shit there, Clarence. And isn't you along? Have we ever seen shit that wasn't covered in flies? This your path. You had the number you service Atlanta festival. You could have told him how to reach out and touch your brother, couldn't you, Strom? Not close. <laughs> Strom's like, well, you gotta put my business out in the street. Come on, come on, I'm down from the Now, let me ask you this, son: what the fuck you call us? This is here? terrifying, man. Like you, uh, he, no, no, he called them. What you call us out here for? To you know, in the cemetery. We're gonna go see Martin Morehouse, demand you murdered. Like, th- this is Our dark. Our anniversary. You remember, don't you? One year ago today, I fell for your bullshit. Do no, not you believed that Strom and Billy were gonna take Morehouse to the hospital. Shut the fuck up! <laughs> you get it, do you? We tried to take him. Wingshauser is actually Cole brother. You Shut can see the fuck it too. It's <laughs> <laughs> like two siblings arguing. I never did make any sense. Just save it, save it Hey, Clarence. We go down. You go down. That's right, Clarence. You go down. You I should have turned head instead of just quitting, the force. You quit because you're a pussy. You're a goddamn pussy. Strom is terrible at insults, man. He just like, <laughs> he just, he's not too quick on his feet. What do you mean? Pay respects. Pay Martin Morehouse a little visit. Hmm, hmm, mm. are you too much of a pussy to visit him? Fucking fruit, Jake. we supposed to visit a dead guy. Are you saying you want us to go out to Morehouse's grave with you? That's exactly what I'm saying. Excuse me, excuse me. Huh? <laughs> fuck. He says excuse me. <laughs> he's, he's so well mannered in that moment. Will that be the end of it? You'll be satisfied. I'll be, totally satisfied. I'll be totally satisfied. Well, in that case, I don't think there's a problem. I got no problem. You guys agree? Follow fellas. Lead the way. Let's go. Hey, what the fuck are we doing? Claire and Smokey making it back. <laughs> they thought they had that shit all figured out. you know i mentioned um quite frankly i don't know what to expect i mentioned dwayne whitaker being in all of these horror movies one of the movies i mentioned was from Dustal dawn 2 it is not a good movie it is actually indeed a pretty fucking bad movie but you got dwayne whitaker robert patrick muse watson um oh what's my man's name from training raymond cruz I can't remember the other actor's name, but they are doing a bank heist as they are turning each other into vampires. It is the funniest shit in the world, man. You know what I'm gonna do, boy? Get out! You about to, you know, seal your one-way ticket (laughs) to hell. I'm gonna piss on... I'm gonna piss on his grave. I'm not going to lie. There is so much ADR that was done for this movie, man. Because I remember seeing a work print version for this. And obviously, the music was different. Um, Some of the effects were different. And a lot of the dialogue was was dubbed over. What? I don't need to go, man. I took a piss right before we came out strom is suspect though come piss with me he's like he doesn't want to take a piss he can't pee in front of anybody billy's like that dude from waiting the dude that (laughs) he couldn't pee in front of people (laughs) that guy standing next to him minding his business at the urinal he's like quit staring at my dick they should have put him in tails from the hood What's up with, uh... I forgot Michael Massey's character's name just that fast. But what's up with him touching people's chins and shit? Is that like a fetish for him? Clarence didn't even care. He knew he knew Martin Morehouse was on his way. Oof! Oh, God. Fuck him. <laughs> What have you done? You see what's going on? I'm telling you. Yo, when this happened, I was terrified. Yeah, I love how the grass just patched itself back up. (laughs) It's like, if I empty the clip on the the, the tombstone, it'll work. I'm telling y'all, man, this, this this shit freaked me out all if you want to have a terrifying segment in in your anthology just put tom right as an undead killer who originally didn't do anything wrong because in creep show 2 he was just hitchhiking but you know mrs lansing ran his ass over and left him He's like, damn, bullets ain't shit. (laughs) He's scared to death, yo. So satisfying. (laughs) He's like, it's a horror movie. You know the car is not going to start right away. real shit you know how you know i saw a work print version of this because in this sequence they were playing music from hellraiser 2 no lie yo that shot is oh my god Mm. he put the pack boosters on to catch up to them And he is half amphibian. The way he's holding on to the, to the back of the <laughs> I Always loved the way he slid too. Oh, his eyes are terrifying too. <laughs> right, it's like what do you what do you say in this situation? Oh my god. Martin Morehouse is—he—he he teleports like Jason. Oh my God! How clumsy can you get behind the wheel? He's like, hold on! I'm about to crash into everything. What's happening? <laughs> Jesus! What the hell is he? I no, and oh, get Getting, get and get getting, get and get getting get and get I was getting some and I hate the way that flesh is dangling off the, where his head got separated at. I love the way his groans echo like that because it lets you know like he's not just zombified like you are dealing with supernatural Martin Morehouse at this point he is undead supernatural this is beyond Jason Voorhees and and Jason Lives territory he can make shit levitate he can make grass patch itself back up oh they do the same thing with this shot right here how he spun around and then the camp. I love it i appreciate the simplicity in certain camera shots and no, you're dead. You're dead. angles and things like that I him. I him. and the irony for michael massey's character to find himself in this alleyway with the fiends and you know I they're looking at him like yo bro are you on the wrong side of the tracks <laughs> so was he the only one that could see Martin Morehouse? Or were they just like, yeah, I knew I knew he wasn't dead. What's up, Martin? Oh god, oh, the <laughs> Even if he's stuck him with that one needle, he's done for. All types of diseases. Oh god, and his back hit the fucking Oh no. You've you've already got every disease known to man. Those needles were so diseased. This motherfucker turned into a mural. Welcome to my world. That's right. you just living in it. Well, I mean, not anymore. It's actually a really good painting. Where you when I needed you, brother? Right. He's like, you don't get a pass either. Now, that was an interesting transition right there um, from when he dropped them in the alleyway to him dropping on the floor in the padded room. So I'm wondering, did Martin Morehouse place him there or did he just genuinely go that crazy? And he's selling it right now. This actor, like I said, he looks like Sean Wayans. Oh, no, no, no. He got blamed for the murders. That's what it was because they about to talk about What's it. What's the story with this guy? I'm maniac. Cop killer. Three in one night. And truth is, he used to be a cop. Wow. Man, you just never know, do you? Uh, clearly. He's like, well, Three's companies on. Let's go watch it. Yeah, he sold it, man. The way that he's just talking to himself like that in a that straight jacket—that was great. Some in the membrane Shut up, man. These got what they deserve. What? What oh, oh, shit he talking about, man? Can't be for real. Sometimes reality is just a matter of perception. Some cool drapes. Not even gonna lie. Perception. Copia Of flashing Divergent Ideas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on man mm-hmm. uh, What type of shit What the fuck happening? <laughs> to okay. Can we just get our shit and go <laughs> yeah. Joe Tory was over it. Joe Tori didn't he didn't want to be there in the first fucking place. And I love that he stays true to his character where he's just like, yo, can we just get our shit and go? Oh, this is the Brandon Hammond uh, segment. Brandon Hammond uh, I think his birthday just recently passed because I saw Vivica Fox put a picture of him and her up there. Um, Brandon Hammond, low-key, is was i mean he's he's still around for sure but he was one of the and i think i said this when i did um soul food commentary he was one of the best child actors yo between this soul food i didn't even know until like 2008 or 9 that he was in blue hill avenue he played young ebone and that shit but he's great man in this movie and he's always been great at at emotion like this and soul food for sure, like, his emotional moments where he's got to cry is are, are are really good, man. I feel like we we don't really talk about him enough as far as like um you know, child actors in horror movies. He's I, I don't know, maybe it's because he's only in a segment. And there's our director right there, people. Right, a he's a director that um A lot of times when these directors put themselves in movies, it doesn't always work out. They're kind of just in there like, hey, I'm the director. I I wrote a role for myself. Even Quentin Tarantino does that shit sometimes and it just doesn't work. But this this guy pulls it off, man, because he's such a cool teacher. He's a teacher that wants to find out what's going on at home with a student. God, I hate these fucking kids. Oh, I hate that fucking kid, man. He didn't even do nothing. He just started a fight with the new kid. I fucking hate that kid. I'm not saying that kid gets what's coming to him. Oh, I, I, oh, even as a kid, like I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't walk around as a kid like I was some tough guy. I hated fighting as a kid. I used to get bullied as a kid, man. But that motherfucking kid, that's one, like, that's one of those kids where I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm about sick of you. Did Tyrone hit you in the eye? That didn't just happen. It's a couple of days old. Look at the coloring. Alright, lady, damn. Tyrone didn't hit you. Well, who did? Was it one of the other boys? Walter. This lady was in a... Uh, is she from was a living home color? Home maybe, your mother. I really want to say she was a the cast mama. member on In Living Color. She looks so familiar. uh Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're sorry, you sorry, but then he be all in. It. No, I'm not gonna say he tries Just to push up on the, on the little mama. Because okay? the mama be flirting with him low-key. The monster. The monster. He came after my dad died. I see. <laughs> she's on that clipboard like, yeah, we got another crazy one on our hands. I'm going to be here to listen, okay? And, you know, even though... Uh, he said no more, believe me. Damn. And you feel so bad for him in this movie, man. But Rusty Kundi, if he plays a really solid, grounded, realistic character, because you don't... Know, I went to school with, uh, not went to school with, but I had maybe two teachers, three, two teachers and two basketball coaches that were genuinely like this guy, like just involved to the point where they, they really cared, you know, he shows up to his house, like, yo, I, I need to know what's going on with Walter, he's saying this is happening at home and he's very involved, man, and he's just, he plays it so genuine that it works, so well and that's rare man you don't always get directors who can who can write themselves these roles and pull it off now if he's a monster don't you think you needed more instead other than a toy chest and a clothes hamper to keep the door closed? monsters out there struggling. He's like, God damn, this toy chest is heavy. At hand. Walter saw that hand. He's like, Just, just come on. Just get it over with, man. Dad. Walter should have just plunged out the window head first he's back back you know he lives there right that is like really like imagine being a teacher or even working at a school and this kid just continuously comes to school with bruises I feel like at that point you have to get involved um, even if you don't get involved personally you have to call somebody something has to be done but again, this is this is way more and it's not that this has never happened in you know in spades, but you hear about it a lot more in the news now. Um at least more than I've ever heard about it in my life, you know, this ch- child bullying in school and domestic violence you know what i'm saying kids getting abused the the social relevance man every segment holds so much weight as far as the social relevance now had this movie came out today people would call this shit woke you know because it's a trendy word to use and people don't know what the fuck they mean when they even say it and they sound stupid but to incorporate the social commentary in the story without uh i don't think it's overwhelming at all I don't think they're trying to force the message, you know, in your face. I just think that the, the, the level of storytelling in each segment is so good that the social commentary lends itself to that. That's Tyrone. Walter. Do you think I could uh, talk to your mother sometime? <laughs> what for? Uh, you trying monster. to fuck my mama? You told her, have She doesn't want to hear it. She says we already moved once. No, I don't think the drawing these pictures is really the answer to your problem. But I think we can work something out together. Okay? Okay? I guess so. I will see you after recess. He didn't even try to be subtle about knocking that paper over. You did it on purpose. Now, come pick it up. And you scream like a girl, punk-ass young boy. I'm not saying he deserved it, but fuck him. What happened to him? He was running in the building after recess and fell down the stairs. Good. Well, did somebody shove him? No, he just fell. sort of collapsed. But you know it makes no sense. How do you break both arms and legs? Falling down. Well, Boy must have had weak bones. Yeah. Not enough calcium. So what happens when you're a bitch. Good job, Walter. Good job. Now draw pictures of the rest of the bullies and let them know. Tell your friends about me. This artistry is deadly. If I, you know, if I had Walter's talent, I don't know how it works with objects as opposed to him drawing people. I'm just gonna draw a million dollars, straight like that. Uh, Mr. Garvey, I'm one of Walter's teachers from school. Paula J. Parker, man. Um, yeah, they had to do a slow top to, or or bottom to top. Uh is there a problem Mm. no no Mm um mrs miss 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 johnson uh can i come in and talk to you for a minute i had the craziest crush on her back in the day man i always thought she was so pretty i don't know what it what it was about her man she had like this sultry look to her like i loved her in this and the waynes brothers even she's such a gold digger in the movie sprung but uh she had crazy sex appeal in that too and she was in this. Uh, it's the Spike Lee movie called "She Hate Me." I, listen, if y'all have not seen "She Hate Me," it is one of the this wildest, wildest like Spike Lee movies I have ever because, seen. He Seems to be having some problems. Um, I'll just say this: Anthony um, Mackie is uh, a human sperm bank in that movie. Uh, he what he's kind of he problems? is paid to impregnate lesbian couples or not lesbian yeah lesbian women lesbian couples whatever yeah, case may be and the movie is wild um, she's in it anthony well, Mackey's in it um i think jim brown is in it uh, god goddamn q-tips in it at some point carrie washington's in it uh uh Donia Ramirez is in it. It it is is a wild movie, I promise y'all. Certainly not. She was on his top. Like, she smiled too. Like, you see it. have a strange preoccupation with monsters. I mean, a monster in particular that he says lives here in the house. Sounds silly, but. Walter! Listen, there's no need. Bring Walter Look, I told that boy about going on with these stories. I can't have it. Walter, I said get your narrow behind in this kitchen now. Johnson said every black mother to ever. To you. Get over here. What is your problem? Now, why the hell are you going on telling this man these crazy stories? Didn't I tell you to stop with all this monster foolishness, didn't I? Go to your room. Maybe go to your room now. We're going to have to Johnson. You give me a second so to just, talk Please. Just keep quiet. Don't say nothing. Yes, ma'am. You can tell how terrified they are of David Alan Greer in this movie, yo. Well, why are you just standing there? Why the hell didn't you get the door? because you got arms and i know he was just leaving this is so common just the way that he carries himself as the is there a problem no <laughs> the quote-unquote head of the household like this dude's a trip but david allen greer actually sir now that you mention it he's so good in this role man because i remember just being used to like i don't remember if blank man came out first or not i I probably saw Blank Man first, but I remember just him, you know, Blank Man and just in Living Color as a whole. David Alan Graer is one of the most underrated comedic actors of all time, but well, Walter, seeing him in this movie, it's another thing that scared the shit out of me because the whole time watching this as a kid, I'm waiting for him to break character and say something funny. There is nothing funny about him well, in this movie, aside from the bruises, which is great because uh, he is monster he is in character, man. And he does not. Seems very disturbed a- by that. A- a- ain't no jokes, man. Ain't no jokes. Ain't no comedic timing, no nothing. He uh, thinks he needs to kill the monster. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he really needs to- the way he looked at it when he said kill, he's like, oh really? I'll talk to him. That's it. You'll just talk to him. Oh my God. I will talk to him. I swear, my dog. He 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 waits until I record to do this shit. Okay. Sis, would you show him to the door, please? He ain't even finished his drink. Look how he's looking at him, yo. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, I've been whooping this boy's ass throughout the whole movie, but now? He's looking at the picture like, this don't even look like me. I guess Walter took some artistic liberties with the the picture. As any artist should. You gotta make it your own and put your own stamp on it. oh shit they dropped the um they dropped the trailer for x-men 97 and they dropped the trailer for i think it's called sting is it stung sting bite something it's something with spider in it and i've been waiting on this spider movie it's like a fucking uh you know like a um a creature feature bug version of like clifford or something the more that this girl gets attached and loves the spider that she's got as a little pet the bigger it gets which is crazy to me, and the spider's just gonna go crazy in this apartment building. I love that. How his he's got the horns on his shadow. His 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 body's regular, but the, when he walked in there, he looked his his head almost looked like devilish. That was a nice little effect, man. So many subtle effects in here. Picked him up against the wall. mm Hmm. Hmm. Mm. First of all, Walter, even little JoJo from Baby Boy was about to stand up to Snoop when Snoop was trying to fuck with his mama, but Walter just standing there. You could have picked something up in the room. Walter, you ain't even trying to help. that's a Kate fear shot right there the, the the shadows in the window where he's whooping on her <laughs> he jumped over the railing speaking of teachers getting heavily involved man picture somebody make them look like a monster you think funny yeah you got a tattoo on your arm that says monster Wait, wait here, wait here. Kill him. (laughs) it. take it easy. That punch, he didn't even try to connect with that punch. Come on, teach. And I love that this guy being the director, he didn't write his character to be like a big superhero and save the day. No, he's getting his ass kicked. He couldn't believe he told him to take it easy. He had to repeat it. Looks like that Kevin Hart joke where he said the husband comes in later and he's like, a sip of my goddamn juice. No. No. I'm not Jesus. See, even she had Walter's back. Walter didn't lift a finger to help What's his mama. He oh. There you go. Cast iron, get it. I wish she would have connected with that skillet, yo. It's like you mind. I see Jesus. Oh, boy. The foot, the, the leg twisted up, I can deal with, but the arm. Oh. The arm bending backwards was wild. Y'all know how I am about those those snapping limbs. But it's like, Walter, you could have done this an hour ago. When we was getting our asses kicked all up and down this house. Now that part right there, that was definitely played up for laughs when he said that. But I think it is. Oh. Just turned him into a whole pretzel. What are gonna do? Why we find him here like this, no one's gonna believe us. Don't worry. Nobody's gonna find out. Anything. Walter, you know what to do. And I love that he let Walter do it. I love it. It was a nice payoff, man. Ew. Okay, so... How do we cover up the burnt floorboards at this point? Do we get a rug in the kitchen? What if... First of all... Clarence Williams III uh, as the mortician. Oh. Who the fuck is wasting a casket on those remains? A monster. Mm. <laughs> Look how they're looking at him. They like listen. Man, is that really how we got dropped? Me to that. Oh my god, this doll, this little puppet doll, whatever you want to call it. I almost forgot about that little fucker right there. So dead, motherfucker. With dolls now, right? Yes. And you know what? I can't even it's a way station for lost souls. Uh Well, sometimes when a person's body has been through a lot, the soul is displaced. This doll is a place for the soul to survive. Until it can move on. Man. You for real? Yes! Bulldog looks like uh, for you wrong. NBA fans out there that may be too naked, no. Tell me he don't look like Demarcus Cousins, so. <laughs> just angry all the time. But I can't. You know, as creepy as this doll was, especially when they when he starts getting busy and running around this crib. The doll man, is actually the, the protagonist, protagonist of this segment. Corbin Burnson's the only villain. One thing. Another qualified individual won't get a job or an education simply because he's not the right color. Jesus. I thought that's what we were trying to get away from. <laughs> Look at Corbin Burson on the TV. He's like, vote for me to fuck up your life. Isn't it about time? That's great. I'd even vote for me. Oh, shut up. Another time I finish with you... This actor, this dude let me look up and see what this um what this actor's name is Roger Smith um this dude's been in so many movies man he was on I think he was on get on the bus I think he was on I know he was on poetic justice he got game he's in so many movies Beyond the crazy thing is i i kind of liked share. his character um in poetic justice where he's like the the gay hairstylist i think his name was haywood or something like that Rogers, and it? i don't think they ever explain like he gets a phone call at some point in the movie and it just fucks up the rest of his day he's just slumped in the chair just plain face and he's not even talking about it but he's ready to fight the dude dexter that works in the hair salon he's like i got your bitch set up can can anything be done well there are certain things that we plan to do there's nothing we need to do they're whoa to take care of it. they're gonna make him pay for being here who will make him pay the for? souls the souls are gonna make him pay they're gonna make him pay for being a miss cop was the keeper of the souls and now there's no peace there was peace but there's no peace in the dollhouse now. jesus the dollhouse. he is <laughs> he is into it man he reminds me of like when mike epps spoofed that um was it Charles Ramsey or somebody that found the missing girls it was it reminds me of when Mike Epps spoofed it he was like it was Tootie or Blair is it about somebody from Facts, 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 Facts of Life was in that house cause anytime it's a news old report old I, old I like listen, I hate, hate to say it it's always one. it's gonna be that one black person head head that runs up to walk away free, I'm gonna tell you what happened for real we found a leprechaun in the tree the old man snapped turned into a massacre hundreds of slaves lynchings burnings bodies hanging from that tree alone sounds because so proud of it a too sick bastard now, fools that their souls never till Corbin Bernson though he's a great actor oh, man and uh him being a great actor plays into the fact that he his role here is he is written his character is written to make you absolutely hate him and he's such a good actor that he plays he he makes it work word is they remain in the house right to this day. But this, social relevance here. Um, I, I don't want to get too into, into it and, and get repetitive when by the time I do the rating. I the black but might be worth something, but politics. politics. Racist politicians. Now they you know, the whole smoke and mirrors. Uh, let that me, that let that me play my part and try to get the black vote. But when them curtains close, when them doors close, when them cameras is off... Is going to be every racial slur you can think of thrown around between the the politician that's running and his closest person to him. This is what happens. You know, if this would have come out again, if this would have come out today, this would have been a play on Trump and his, you know, his run for presidency and all of that type of shit my work cut out for me don't i (laughs) that's one of the reasons i don't like i don't i don't don't get into politics man it's all smoke and mirrors for me honestly that's just my personal opinion it's one of the reasons that i say like in the in the cinemaniacs group on the on the platform you know religion and politics is always off limits for me for the most part i just it's just not it does not fit the narrative it's not something that i plan to just get into as far as a topic goes i'm gonna pick the whole place over i just let people have it man i remember somebody i went to my unks crib man and they were down there they start talking about politics and start talking about trump and biden i just went upstairs i went upstairs and sat on the couch and just scrolled on the phone for a little bit i said i'm not about to. not only am i not going to take part in the conversation like that but i don't want to be around it Who would have known that this would become one of the most iconic doll, dolls? The hell am I from Boston? Uh, one of the most iconic dolls in horror history. no, 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 no. Be much too defensive. Looks like you have something I was about to say I got that same camcorder, but mine's a slightly different. I've never they understood, uh, or not understood, happens. I've never I've never known what this actor's ethnicity uh, is. I'm I'm almost sure he's biracial. I know am better for it. Uh, what, what about the house? Well, I think that it's quite unfair to judge me or anyone else by the misdeeds of his ancestors. After all, I have quite a few of my own to account for. <laughs> Aren't you afraid of the dolls? What about the ghost? Well, the only spooks that I'm afraid of are the ones with guns. If he is biracial, he clearly doesn't tap into his black side at all. Oh, I use it. Oh, no, not if you want to get elected, you won't. Okay, Jesus, I've been around you too long. Okay, look, Duke, this is the real response to that one, okay? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Okay. You know, I'm not concerned with the ghost stories. I'm concerned with traditional American values, original. <laughs> the hell he tried to recreate the psycho stairs fall. Ooh, night, night. <laughs> but the way that he like was losing his balance before he actually fell, it reminded me of when it wasn't as great as a shot. You know, not to take away from uh, this director, but it reminds me of when Hitchcock did that. I don't even know whether to call it a dolly zoom, but and it was that insane shot he did where the guy gets, he gets stabbed and he's falling down the steps in Psycho. To Everything's a fucking conspiracy theory with you people, huh? would help your position with the black needed if you simply left Wilkes Manor and found another residence yeah I think it's unfair to judge me or any other person by the misdeeds of their ancestors besides I have many misdeeds of my own to account for basically just ripping off what his boy just said well, the only spooks I'm afraid of are you spooky reporters yeah way to clean that up too to be scared, Mr. Them so-so want you there. They didn't want him there. Now you best to leave. This guy, he was he was a. I, I, I want to figure it out before I look it up. He was a cop in Oh my god. I, I don't want to say it was RoboCop. He was a cop or like a police chief or something. Fuck it. I got to look it up. They don't want you there. I want to say Die Hard was it Die Hard 2 or Die Hard 1. Let me look him up. What is his name? You hear me? They want Art Evans. They want Mr. Die Hard 2. I know I seen him in something. He was in a trespass. I never finished trespass with Ice Cube and Bill Paxton and William Sadler, Ice T. He was in Metro. Metro is an underrated Eddie Murphy movie, yo. Stop the damn car. I think Michael uh Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott uh plays the villain in Metro and that dude is, <laughs> is another guy who can be terrifying as the as the antagonist. This is a good response that one, okay? Here we I'm not concerned with ghost stories. I'm concerned with traditional American values. Original American huh. <laughs> He didn't say it like that. Nice recreation though. It's like did that doll just trip him? (laughs) Is on now. Now you should be concerned. This is a pretty tall POV shot for a doll so little. Is running for his life. Bruce, I, I, I need you a chance to give me a call. Uh, there's something wrong here. Bruce, At least back. the dog knocked. those little footsteps man oh it's lynn winfield's birthday today whitfield win wit win. it's whitfield uh from the shy and thin line between love and hate And eve's bio she is a tr- another underrated actress what the fuck did you little i can't wait to see more of her in the shy the shy is actually about to come back on i think next month you think you and some old voodoo bitch could scare me out of my house? Whoa. I don't care how many slaves died here. I didn't kill <laughs> I, I did. You get no reparations. No reparations! <laughs> so the dial can teleport, too. Or it's probably just that fast. And no, it's, it's it's teleportation. It's not that fast because that shit, that POV shot of doll running up to the house took took too long. Even like, look, man. Even if the dolls weren't. Didn't have souls trapped inside of them. What did you think was going to happen. If you moved into a fucking. You know like a a master plantation house. You would but you you might as well have moved into. You know the 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 crib from poltergeist that was built on the, the, the the burial ground. Or something like that. It's just bad juju all around. Very bad, Choo Choo. This, you know, this probably is... They didn't know it, but they were making, with this segment a loose biopic of Trump's first night in the White House probably. He probably was running around with flagpoles and beating the shit out of paintings in there. This was crazy. When the painting started bleeding, I was like, oh dear. And I love that this where the doll was, it's just a blank space. And the more he looks at that picture, the more blank spaces pop up and dolls come out. I love that. I remember there was a meme that it was like a split screen of this doll <laughs> and Soldier Boy when he was on like the Love and Hip Hop reunion or whatever it was. Pretty good uh, side-by-side comparison, if you ask me. Whoa, buddy. Now, that's racist. <laughs> Yo, this doll had him stressed. <laughs> this doll had him. Out! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> and you're a horrible shot. Huh? There were no reports of gunfire. Not or even some voodoo bitch nigger spell can overcome the power of a double barrel shotgun. mmm. Mm, mm, mm. Yep. He's like (laughs) He said that because he's realizing like the more blank spaces pop up on the painting, he's losing um it is decreasing in its value. He really wanted to sell it. I kill one of you, I kill you all you You little nigglins! (laughs) That that would be like the most racist version of Gremlins ever, like the nigglins. Why have they never done this? I mean, obviously because it's a fucking racist ass title. But why would they? Ne- why have? Why has <laughs> nobody ever spoofed the Gremlins and had these dolls running around killing racist people, man? And call it the nigglins. Jesus. I hope I don't get canceled for this fucking segment, man. <clears throat> it's a fine line I gotta walk here with this with this segment in particular. back together God. I love that in any movie where somebody's just so nervous that they can't even load up the gun I love it you could tell he was a pussy for real he didn't even try to kick that John That thing would have gotten punted. Like, listen, I'll be watching Child's Play nowadays and I I look back on the earlier movies and I'm just like, where they tried to make it scary, especially the first one. And I'm like, nobody thought to kick, like to fucking go for a field goal with Chucky. Just kick his ass into the next film or something like that. (laughs) Everybody jumped out ready to party. different uh story and kind of anthology entirely but there's this thing called nightmares and dreamscapes as i think is based off of short stories by stephen king and there's one segment that is reminding me of this like i said not necessarily in context but just the idea of these things trying to kill you but i think the guy was getting hunted down by like army men like army action figures or something like that i think they blew his ass up at the end Now, what would have been even better is if they, before they saddled up to kill him and rush him, they should have started singing Lift Every Voice and Sing. Then that would have really been sweet. They about to get their reparations for real. That was, you know, even though it's dated, that was a great shot of all of them running up to him. Even she popped out, she's like, Yep, I need a front row seat to this. Mm. They having a feast. And did they pull his tongue out? What was that? Oh, damn it. I mean, fuck a boy. This is bullshit, bulldog. Hey, what's up? You want to show us what we came here to get or what? Really dog. See, I ain't got all night to be listening to goddamn ghost stories. <laughs> Three stories in and he's like, Alright now. <laughs> oh boy. Let's see how real this shit is you got. Oh the shit. Tell you, man, to make a good drinking game. And this shit is a trip, homie. Yes. This is very bittersweet, um, this image in this segment right here. Because um, Lamont Bentley unfortunately passed away in real life. So this is. It makes this segment much harder to watch. I think Lamont Bentley passed away in a car accident years ago. And that was crazy, man, because he was. um, I, I like Lamont Bentley. I think I was introduced to him in um, <clears throat> Moesha but rest in peace shout out to him and it was crazy man like at the time we were losing so many people from tv man i don't remember how many years apart it was but i remember him and merlin santana passed away and i was like damn these are two dudes who were in these big name tv shows and it's crazy i didn't even mention ricky harris rest in peace shout out to ricky harris again makes this segment a lot harder to watch because of how ricky harris is about to get murked off in this this is um The social relevance in in this last segment it hits different for me because me being living in philly is this is every day you know the 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 black on black crime the gun violence what we just what we do to each other as black men out here in the streets man is is crazy even Ricky Harris is looking like damn dog But yeah this is like this is probably the most reflective segment um for me man cuz it just is it's so heavy it's like, They almost made Lamont Bentley look like Ray J Bless from the west dick why does he have a jacket on with a beater underneath like there was like no shirt was 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 an option i wonder how many people in the audience knew that this was bulldog and his crew but i like how they they they, kind of like had their faces not completely visible the voices were all distorted now the only reason, the only time you will ever see that many cops show up for a shooting is if there are black people involved so they can, yeah, this this is exactly what would happen. They're like, look, I don't know who's in the right or the wrong, but we shooting all you motherfuckers. It's fucked up though, man. the um what was i about to say I, i always wonder what if they really had like rehabilitation programs for goons and killers and just dudes in the street like this i think they they went to some extreme methods at the end but i listen had this been a real thing i think dudes that's in the street that really want to be about that life they rehabilitation isn't always an option you know i know a lot of people think people can change and this that another but when you're out here just taking lives and i don't i don't know i don't think that can be redeemed rehabilitated but there's a moment where crazy K sees everybody he's murdered in the streets including a little girl and his character going through that is pretty satisfying it's sad because lamont bentley like it's is, like i said it's bittersweet but the ca- like character wise it's satisfying to see him you have to face all of these people who you've killed and it's a really like mind fuck type of moment that has a crazy payoff to it afterwards but it's it's so much going on He was nodding his head like they were playing music. And meanwhile, they're taking him to fucking House on Haunted Hill to do that. That looks like a, 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 a haunted castle. I love how everybody in there is taller than Lamont Bentley. <laughs> Just bringing in the dead bodies—that kind of reminded me of when they had all those—they had all those dead bodies on Blade Trinity, and they were like harvesting their blood. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, they were technic, kind of technically dead. They were in like the guys said they were in a chemically induced coma. That was a pretty morbid scene in Blade Trinity. I know a lot of people hate that movie. I hate this cell so much I'm going to punch the walls. This actor I I want to figure out what his name is before I look it up but I know for a fact he was in I, I think he was in Carnosaur 2. Monk. So you're a real badass spade. What you say to me motherfucker? You're a is that Monk from Carnosaur Two? Let me let me let in the bag. Place like this, otherwise you wouldn't be here. So what'd you do? What you in for? Murder, punk. I wouldn't mind doing the shit again. <laughs> Rick Dean, that's his name. I killed a lot of people. Wait, how was he in Carnosaur Two and Three? He had to have been in the flashback sequence, unless Monk really didn't die. Oh, rest in peace to this actor, man. He, he died in 2006. Oh, man. We lost a lot of people in this cast, man. The final fight between black and white has begun. I've led my troops on a wave of assaults to wake up my white brother. Oh. Killed, Jesus. Except for the few that help with the fight against their much so back then, those few will be spared and live their lives. His tattoos space. are just a racist version of Max Cady's tats. Wanna be spared? Come join my army. <laughs> <laughs> Such a '90s sounding punch. Kapish. Those guys you killed, what color were they? Exactly. Huh? It's heavy shit right there, yo. <laughs> they were niggas. I know it. Ugh. You're cool with me, nigga. I like you. I like you a lot. This is one of the reasons why, not necessarily with, with racist people out here in Philly, but with the cops, you, you very rarely, you know. I did say in that first segment with Martin Morehouse and the cops, that is something you see all over the United States, televised, on social media, whatever case may be, black men getting murdered um, by these cops, uh, just too, too much, man as far as like the the black on black crime it's one of the reasons especially out here um is one of the reasons why you hardly hear about i mean it happened recently actually and recipe shout out to um i think his name was alexander spence who was shot and killed by the police but like a couple weeks ago or like last month or so so recipe shout out to him prayers up to the family but outside of that um it is very rare uh at least that i hear about cops shooting and killing black men in philly because we do it to each other every single day and that's the reason that a lot of cops can sit back and just well we don't have to do what everybody else is doing all across the the united states you know we can just sit back because they're getting rid of themselves we can sit back and enjoy the show they're doing us a favor at this point and that's that's what a lot of not everybody but that's what a lot of people want so that's like why i said it was heavy as fuck when he said what were the, what what color were those dudes you killed you cool with me you know what i'm saying you know who is not cool with me that fucking truck that is outside my window so my apologies people This part reminds me of like Fire in the Sky, when DB Sweeney was on that operating table and they were like stringing him up. Oh God. Uh, ecto cooler first of all trash day was what wednesday it's thursday these motherfuckers is outside just acting a fool man this um this is insane some of the footage and the pictures no not the footage but some of the pictures they're about to show are real pictures um but the shit that they're about to show him is absolutely insane and it makes me wonder like what if they really showed this to people out here in the streets who are about that black on black crime and gun violence and shit like that this shit is insane man My like a on a it used to annoy the hell out of me. My cousin used to say, when we both saw Tales from the Hood. This is the one song for some reason that stood out in my cousin's head, and I'm just like, shut the. F-. And this is a. Uh... Is it is it wrong for me to say this is something that should be shown to the to the to the the young black men who even think about being in the streets? It'll make you second guess real quick. But those pictures, you know, those black and white pictures of black people being hung and, you know, just just murdered. Those pictures are real. The footage of the shootings is is for the film, but the rest of that shit. Pretty sure they pulled that out of like books and oh, no, there's actual footage of the Klan members right there. That's all real. But they probably pulled it from books and articles and things like that. But again, the social relevance is at, at an all-time high. Watching this in 2024, it's crazy. It's <laughs> like turn this shit off. They basically put him on a. I, I don't know the name of the that ride that was at like every carnival back in the day. Um, where. It spins around and you stick to the wall and shit like that. That's basically what they're doing. And was that was that Rodimus? This is one of the angriest fucking rappers I've ever heard. <laughs> he could only make this song in 1995 see that picture is real hard to look at but it's real life where they just burned that guy to death on that board but this was a reality check for his character he's just like holy shit like i've been doing this in the streets with no type of conscience and no consequence at all and he's he's getting like a a taste of his own medicine Sensory what? Sensory deprivation chamber. You see Ooh, those you restraints made. make my anxiety kick okay. in. <laughs> it's a tiny meal <laughs> alright. Well, alright, it's not that funny. I mean I'm pretty sure she's definitely enjoying this because she's like, yo, y'all need a taste of y'all own medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, can we also talk about how Ruri Hachimura and Anthony Davis cooked the fucking Utah Jazz last night? We going into the All Star break, you know, a little small seven and one run. What's up, crazy K? You know, Me? shout out to any listeners out there in Utah. Nothing personal, but. What's up? How come we ain't talked in a long time? That's right. You killed my ass. Ain't that a bitch? I got one question for you, crazy K. Why? Right. Why? Yeah. Oh no, he does tell him why. I forgot. You, you, you was coming up short all the time, man. I, I couldn't just let you rip me off, nigga. That shit wrong, man. Whoo! His whole look at the side of his head. His side of his head is fucking. Okay. Oh, even the ones that kept y'all. yo. that's Stacy from that Minister Society. Said you better go somewhere with that black power shit. And he was in Dead Presidents. But the side of his head, look at it, look at the head. Oh, that, that. This was heartbreaking to know he killed that little girl. What type of fucking gun did he have? Terrible, terrible, terrible response. I always hated that part. He's looking at Rosalind Cash like, I didn't kill you. What you doing here? Shut, up! Shut the fuck up. Why should they, Jerome? Are they saying something you don't want to hear? So you going to blame all this shit on me? Huh? you trying to make me pray to stop, motherfucker? Huh? I don't want no responsibilities for these motherfuckers. But you are responsible for the lives you've taken. For the dreams you've turned into nightmares. Yep, that's a lot of bodies he caught in the street, man. I don't know how I don't know how people sleep like that, man. What about the nightmare I lived in? Oh, whan wham whang. Whang whhang. He's spitting Who is responsible Your the mother? Your father? Your teachers? The world? Who? Exactly. It's easy to make excuses and point fingers, yo. The nightmare ends when you say it does. The ultimate uh, wall break would have been if Freddy popped up. When he's like, what about my nightmare? Motherf- this and everything, that ain't shit, <laughs> what I'm This, uh, I'm not going to lie, this... It didn't really bother me until now, like the strobe light effect. Do you that? A fuck up all <laughs> please, so He's so pissed off. There's nothing to stop you, Jerome. She <laughs> did she ain't even had nothing to do with it. He took the bishop and juice moment to the extreme. I She's like, okay, let me just fade out real quick. I don't give a fuck. 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 We'll give a fuck either, motherfucker. Oh, damn! Lordy, lordy, lordy! Oh, I must say, I don't think you're gonna be able to take those types. Nah, you just kill them. <laughs> Who do you think you're fucking with, old man? <laughs> Breaking point. What? What? You know what? I'm sick of playing this ring around the roses. But that last little story, mm-hmm. that shit wasn't funny. Yeah, what you gonna do? Call the cops or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> or why would I do that? Cause you know who it was that killed the nigga, and you ain't said shit. <laughs> Samuel Monroe Jr.'s got the most insane eyes. Like, his eyes look crazy. No, 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 no. Don't be stupid, motherfucker. Now let's just get the shit first. I'm telling you, man. DeMarcus Cousins, yo. Where is where Shit. Yeah. Fuck him, man. Okay. How we want the shit. <laughs> Woo! Shit. Now are going to get around the doses, huh? <laughs> you do, do, do. Now, this ending, man. Everything, you know. There's, there's been some really terrifying, scary moments in this movie, man. Creepy, whatever you want to call it. But this shit here, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe it. This was, this was a twist for, for, for the ages, man. This is one of the greatest twists. Right about now, man and um pretty much epilogues of all time man this was I, I I wish I could have seen the audience reaction or just heard the audience reaction to this moment right here the ending for this movie this was absolutely fucking bonkers man and it's not enough that he's just turning lights on without <laughs> just, just pointing at him and shit. I have it here now how the hell they was going to leave out of there if it was drugs in all three caskets? Motherfucker mm. mm. Shit. Mm. What the Yo man. <laughs> One would probably just die of shock at that point. Wouldn't really make a difference because they realized they're already dead. Yeah, at this point I'm like, what? What what's really happening, yo? A few of his boys killed you. I guess. You didn't make it. Mm, mm, no, mm. Uh, I hear this no. what the fuck you trying to say? Damn, motherfucker! Very <laughs> Very. Oh god, man. The Terodome, neither. Fat Tuesdays? Welcome to hell. Shit, man. Just, they should have just ran the fuck out at that point. I mean, it wouldn't make a difference. Okay, that was a super animated tongue that just came through the gap. That was a cool transformation at the time. When he turned into the fucking devil, I was like oh my god and their reactions are just they're like what is going on you will burn for all eternity this was this uh, one of the craziest fucking endings I've ever seen in my life Shit, I would say we survived. <laughs> we survived the tales from the hood. Listening to the tales from the hood, but they sure didn't, man. Um, let's let's just cut right to the chase, man. I, ooh, I'm torn here, man. um But you know, there's a reason I went with this. And again, shout out to Draco Maze for uh, suggesting this one. I don't care. I'm going with my gut and giving this a 10 out of 10. This is one of my favorite horror anthologies ever um even the effects that don't hold up i think at the time people didn't mind them but i gotta say this man uh one of the things that plays into why i'm giving this a 10 out of 10 and before i get into that i did mention it a couple times through each segment but I gotta shout out first I gotta shout out Spike Lee for overseeing this project Rusty Cundia for writing and directing and Darren Scott for co-writing this and I'll get to the cast members as we close out but like I said man watching this in 2024 the fact that this movie came out in 1995 the social relevance of this movie the social commentary of this movie is as strong as it's ever been the first segment, like I said, the police brutality, the crooked cops, you know, the politicians, the, the the black politicians who they want the rug pulled from up underneath them and they don't want them in a position of power to better the black community and to stand for something. You know, like I said, Martin Morehouse's character was. Basically, like that generation's version of Malcolm X or Martin Luther King, or at least trying to be. And then you had crooked cops who wanted to just strip him of his dignity and of his and and of all his accomplishments, and they did that. So to come up with was sweet for that, but that was the theme for that one and the social relevance that one had then you get the second one with the monster and i feel like it was so much more for me than the monster it was the school bullying which is another thing that's at an all-time high now the school bullying is one of the reasons i want to remake a slaughter high for real for real because y'all better stop that shit man that's where it can go you know you might have marty ranson fuck around and pay y'all a visit y'all keep you know bullying these damn kids but the school bullying and then that leads into domestic violence whether it's uh you know david allen greer's character beaten on uh, apologize parker's character or whether it's um him beating on brandon hammond's character either way it's the domestic violence that i feel is the theme of that one then you get the racist politician type of thing just the politics in general and like i said the smoke and mirrors aspect of that again if you would if you watch it today people are going to go back and, and think to themselves like wow this is very at least in my opinion and i don't get political here but this is very reminiscent of what the fuck is going on with trump you know is is it mirrors that perfectly and they don't they didn't know they didn't have a clue that that would come unless they knew something we didn't and they could predict the future i don't know and then you get to um the the the, the last segment where like i said it 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 hits hard out here man i can't tell y'all how many friends of mine i've lost out here in the streets to to whether gun violence or just black on black crime in general out here in philly uh, i don't know if we're still the murder capital but there was a reason we hit that you know we hit like 400 500 murders one summer and almost didn't let up it's common out here is regular out here and it happens um too often man so i feel like somebody watching that even if you were a street dude watching um you know uh uh tales from the hood i think that last segment would hit even the hardest street dude and it would make them kind of i don't know necessarily second guess but it's still going to hit them hard and just be like damn so that's that's really what it is on the outside looking in you know i I just it's the weight of this movie man it just holds up so well for me and the themes are there and i like i said the prologue and epilogue segments are great one of the most terrifying endings in any not just anthology movie but just um horror movies in general man so yeah it's a 10 out of 10 for me people um you know i think this movie if we're talking like black exploitation horror like modern for the most part up you know from the 90s up until now this is in there. This is for sure in there. One could count like Demon Knight and Bones and things like that. I even think Juice is black exploitation horror, you know, if we're talking Ernest Dickerson movies. But Tales from the Hood is one of those ones that just, um, I think it ages better. I think it gets better and better. I'm not talking in a sense of like the green screen or the, the visual effects or the practical effects because there are a lot of great effects in here. But like I said, some of them don't hold up well. But I think as far as what it stands for and just the overall way that this story is told it it ages gracefully man uh with with everything else that has got going for it and you do put that you you know you categorize this with another movie that holds up better than it did back then i think is people under stairs now had i not done commentary for that i would definitely do it this month just because like this movie the social commentary outweighs the fact that it is kind of like a hood type of horror movie um but these guys did a really great fucking job man rest in peace shout out to i had no idea we had lost so many um of these cast members man uh so in recipe shout out to uh clarence williams the third michael massey uh recipe shout out to Rosalind cash and um lamont bentley everybody else that was you know that we lost in this cast but shout out to corbin Burnson, joe tory deandre bond samuel marun jr uh, Tom Wright, Anthony Griffith, Dwayne Whitaker, David Allen Gray, Brandon Hammond, Paul John Parker. Like, like I said, cast stacked top to bottom, man. Uh, now I'll say this, man. Uh, before I close this shit out, I I know that they came back to do parts two and three, but me, the way this movie hits for me, still to this day, I don't have any intentions on watching part two or three. I'm cool. I don't think I I don't think I necessarily need to see part two and part three. I know um, Keith David is like the um, storyteller throughout the course of the second one. And I think Tony Todd is in part three. And I I just got a feeling that I'm cool with this one, you know, because even if I don't like two and three, um, I, I, I just, I want this in the memory of it and how it holds up in present day. I just, I want that to be what it be. I, I need to learn that sometimes I don't always have to be a completionist and watch the rest of the sequels in the series. Another thing I'll say, I think that, you know, I know two and three were not well received, um, but if it were up to me, it's time to reboot this, man. I think it's time to reboot this and have the same people involved, but have all the new black uh creators come in there let's throw some Jordan Peele in one of the segments for him to direct let's throw some Issa Rae in there some Ava DuVernay some you know some Antoine Fuqua uh, maybe put Ernest Dickerson to direct one of the segments man I, I think Donald Glover should be somebody on board with a tells from the Hood reboot I it's just me I feel like there's way too many black writers directors producers actors and actresses that are on this new wave of black cinema right now and Blaxploitation Horror, it's no doubt in my mind that people will show up for a reboot of this movie, man. I don't think they should do the same segments over. I think that creativity and horror is at an all time high, so I I think that new stories can be told. And this is something that should definitely not be a dying property. Uh, I'm not not saying that it is, I'm just saying like, I already, I I just know that parts two and three aren't as good as this one, I already know it. I know it for a fact, I don't know if that's fair, because I haven't seen them and I haven't given them a chance, but I just, I just, it's something in my heart, man, I know. But I want to see this rebooted with with all the the right people behind it, man. But big shout out to everybody that was involved in this, people. Y'all already know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean and podcast addict shout out spotify for podcasters follow me on facebook instagram and tiktok romero tutor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs and last but certainly not least shout out to the tutor reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there still think i got um i think i got two trailers to do right after this i think i got that uh i said this shit earlier in the commentary and i forgot i think it's oh yeah x-men 97 trailer. Can't miss that one I got to do a trailer reaction for that. And I have to do a trailer reaction for that uh what the fuck is it called? Is it called bite, sting, thing? I don't know. But I just know it's the spider movie. They keep comparing it to arachnophobia style spider film. I don't know how blasphemous and bold that is, but we'll see, man. I'm hoping it's good because I'm all for um I'm all for, you know, bug movies. I think we need a resurgence in good bug movies. There's a lot of bad ones. You can go on Tubi and look at the bad ones, you know, fucking ice spiders and lava lava lantern lanternflies and all whatever that shit is i don't think there's really a lantern flies horror movie i think it should be with how they swept the nation you know i think somebody just crash landed a boat with a box of the motherfuckers and they just popped up because i haven't seen one in probably like a year you know almost two years now but whatever you know with i I don't i'm not really you know bugs make me itch man but i i will watch the bug movies to push the envelope but we'll see how that one goes people y'all already know the love and support y'all show me i show it back to y'all tenfold and then some so that being said people yours truly romero tutor another episode of tutor reviews in the can i'll check y'all on the next one